1: Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. Welcome back. Thank you. So um, we are going to start with something, honestly, is pretty unbelievable. Um, there was a fight at Croy Bierman and Kim Zolciak's house last month, and we reported it. Um, we knew it got really bad because... Bad enough yeah. that one of their kids actually called, called the 911. Police. We didn't know how intense it was until we got the body cam video, which shows Croy just going off on cops who responded to this 911 call. Um, We're gonna play some of it for you. It goes on for a long time. You're
2: gonna hear Kim, uh, you're gonna hear first Croy uh, interacting with uh, one of the officers. There's also an officer talking to Kim who's sitting in her car and very upset about what has happened at their house that night.
3: What's going on We're just having an argument.
4: About what? About our <laughs> life! Okay, what what happened? What, why- but It's why, our but, life! It's destroyed! What?
5: Because this, right here, does nothing but fuel her
1: I'm not doing this. This is narcissistic behavior. I'm not doing this.
4: I'm just trying to figure out what- There's
1: about. nothing to do. You shouldn't even be here.
2: Who it called was, you? Your kids.
4: Who, what kid? You have kids? I don't know. Whoever's in the house?
0: Yeah, so we've what, been outside what, this whole time. What? What?
4: What? What was the argument about?
6: Our life.
1: What? Our life.
6: Okay. And a destroyed. Why? Why is it getting so heated?
1: Because our life is destroyed. What don't you understand? There's no money. There's no house. She wants. We're, we're getting divorced one day, and we're not the next. Okay. So other men. What do you want?
4: Just calm down. CALM DOWN,
1: BUT I DON'T HAVE A f- LIFE!
4: What's going on, Mr. Freeman?
7: I just, like, I mean, he's just been screaming at me for, like,
3: two hours, like a crazy person, like a crazy person.
4: Okay. Well,
2: what was the argument? Why are we all arguing? Because
3: I just, I, I you just want to get a divorce, like, I just want this to be over again. Like, he wouldn't let me leave this morning. The gate, like, is broke or whatever, so you have to, like, manly open it. He jumped in front of my car, I have all these videos, like, he blocking me from leaving. He just started yelling. at said, Croy, I have a phone call at 5.30. I can't do this right now. I'm, like, I'm sorry. Like, my nose is
1: moving. This one. I, I got to say something. First of all, it is so incredibly sad. And sad especially for their kids. Well, their you think about kids. the fact
2: that, that whatever was going on, and you can tell how charged up Croy was, um, but you got to feel for the kids who are hearing this
1: and they their resorts to call the phone p- and call nine one one. Right, and 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 it, I found it really interesting too because when he's you hear him say, "Who called?" and he says, "Your kids," um, he's like, "What what kids?" Right. I mean, he almost wanted to know which one called, and it's just
8: got to be just incredibly difficult for them. when we broke this story back in uh, November, we knew from sources close to them that Kim had actually left the house that night uh, with at least one of the kids. They had gone and stayed uh, at a nearby hotel. Now that we're seeing this body camera footage, uh, one of the pieces of the footage, uh, you can actually see Kim packing up and she's talking to the police and she's putting her belongings in bags and, you know, she leaves the house. These are obviously very tense moments and it's something we've talked about uh, many times on. On this show, the fact that there aren't reality show cameras following them. I mean, this is obviously a very heartbreaking situation to watch play out. Croy is obviously very upset. But you, from the TV producer standpoint, would think that this is absolute TV gold.
2: I don't actually, i, I yeah. now I actually understand why they don't want to shoot a I show do too. with them. I It's it be- beyond. Far it, too it, it, intense. It's beyond. And it's very real, the issues they're going through. I, I thought it was interesting that you know we've seen them file for divorce and then take it back he's filed and then she said no we're not getting divorced it's interesting that
1: that's exactly what's happening in their house but that's like, what that's what I keyed into and yeah. and and this this is what really kind of surprised me he filed for divorce but then you hear him say one day she wants to get divorced another day she doesn't it's almost like she's now in control of whether they get divorced or not, but he's the one that filed the divorce petition. Right. So it's very confusing to be honest with you. I don't understand if he's the one that says, I want this marriage to end, why is she the one kind of controlling the narrative on one day it's on, one day it's off? I don't get that. You also heard him make an
2: accusation there about Kim sleeping with other people. Um, I have no idea if that's where it's gotten to, but if that's, he believes that that's happening, then you understand why this is just an untenable situation for them to remain in the same house, even though they're in the same household. They've already been told by a judge they have to live in separate parts of the house. It's, it's like putting a line but down the middle But it's clearly
8: not helping. And as we've said, you know, sources close to them have told us all the backs and forth. You know, it's one day they're doing fine. They're back together. They both think they're going to call off the divorce. And then it's the complete opposite. I mean, at one point a couple months ago, we were even reporting from people close to them that they were getting along and things were going really well. But then 24 hours later, it can be a complete right into this kind of moment for Kim or Croy, depending on the day. And it's the complete opposite. It's, mm. it's really all over the place.
3: Hi, this is Susan calling from Palm Springs, California. Croy is truly unhinged. And someone needs to separate these two before something really, really bad happens. And the true victims in all this are their children. I just feel so terrible for them.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it, wow, yeah. when you hear it. Okay, happier times, yes. uh, we're gonna move on.
3: Well, uh,
2: not necessarily as happy as you think it would be, oh, as Madonna I kicked can... off her North Ameri- the North American leg of her world tour. Uh, she started in Brooklyn, and people were not happy right off the bat, because depending on who you talk to, she showed up anywhere, it depends on when you think she's supposed to start. Could have been two and but a half hours But a hour lot late. of people in the audience yeah. think it was two and a half hours late. Um, and as they were sitting there ticked off, They started posting it on social media. Where's Madonna?
1: This is disrespectful. Taylor Swift never does this. Beyonce doesn't do this. Who does Madonna think she is? But there's also kind of a backstory here, which is remember, she got very sick. It looks like she could have died. And she had to postpone this for four months. So people were already kind of waiting for this. And it kind of adds insult to injury a little bit when she is as late as she was last night
3: right because it was the first show back in the US now we've spoken to some people obviously there was the outrage online some people saying two and a half three hours late we've spoken to some people close to Madonna who say look doors were seven seven thirty the opener went on at eight thirty Madonna was supposed to go on anywhere between nine thirty and ten but she actually didn't go on until ten forty five ten fifty because there were some sort of issues with her sound or there was some sort of issues with her sound now the timeline before the the 10.50 start makes a lot of sense, right, you have doors, you have opener, yeah. then, then the main act, at least in concerts these days, the show's about two hours, a lot of venues have an 11 o'clock curfew, so you go on anywhere from nine to 10, depending on that curfew. I, but it's that extra hour delay that I think has really I, made people upset. I
2: think the confusion here, Brad, is that the opener was just a DJ, and that's not it usually- It felt like filler. Right, it feels like, if a DJ comes on, it feels like filler, so if you're sitting in the audience, You don't necessarily know that that's an opening act. It's just Madonna's DJ. So they probably thought this person is stalling for her and they're just getting annoyed. And they're thinking that she's coming out. So I get why if you're in the audience, you would be annoyed. But the thing I always say when you when an artist shows up late, what are you going to do? Like you've paid the money. You're going to leave. And I get that you're upset, but but you're not
1: going to leave. But but remember, Brad, what time was the show over?
3: Uh, it was about a two-hour show, so right before 1 a.m.
1: Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, and I know this sounds fuddy-duddy, and I guess Here I Here comes that. the fuddy-duddy. Well, but it is. It's a school night. <laughs> and, I mean, people have to go to work the next day. I, no, there are a lot of people who work. I know, have and a lot of people are angry. And they, there's a big difference between ending a show at we eleven, but a lot Madonna show.
3: fans don't have to go to school the next day. Re- That's you think they are retired? Yeah, yeah, They're definitely yeah not they going usually to- don't have to go to work either. <laughs> They're
1: not going. Wow,
2: wow. <laughs> but we should say that when most people left, they enjoyed it. I mean, once she got on stage, the word is she put on a great show, and everyone enjoyed it. It's just. A little bitter taste in her mouth leading up to her getting on stage.
5: Hi, my name is Jerome Lovechild from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, I like to weigh in on the Madonna situation. Yes, I think that was totally ridiculous um, for fans to sit around and wait two hours from the initial start time. Like people have lives and other things they have to tend to. So yes, my thoughts on that was. It wasn't really good, that, yeah. wasn't,
2: that wasn't good. It, it's, not a, it's not a great first foot forward considering,
1: you know. But they uh, like the that, show, I mean, people they like the, show. They, they like the show. Um, it, can I ask, I just real quickly, mm-hmm. um, Madonna has been around for a long time. Obviously she was there in the huge in the 80s uh-huh. and, and also a lot of her fans are up there in age. But it becomes generational. Of fans, too. Can you stop saying "up there in age"? Like I'm not, no, but I'm saying I'm saying I think she's a multi generational performer. Right. And I think that there are people who are tw- in their twenties and
2: people. Thir- there's certainly people who brought their kids. Yes. Some people who brought their grandkids. Right. Um, That's kind of yeah. what I'm saying. Yes, I'm sure there were some younger people in the audience. Okay. But. <laughs> Oprah has made quite the confession, and actually says she is. Done with being shamed over her weight loss and the fact that she is admitting that she used some medication. She's not saying exactly which one, but she did use meds to help her lose 40 pounds. We don't know if it's Ozempic.
1: We don't know. But a lot of people have assumed but, it's Ozempic. But it's something like that. Yes. Literally.
2: This is what she said to People Magazine. She said, "I now use an unnamed weight loss drug as I feel I need it as a tool to manage, not yo-yoing." The fact that there is a medically approved prescription for managing weight and staying healthier in my lifetime feels like relief, like redemption, like a gift and not something to hide behind and once again, be ridiculed for. I'm absolutely
1: done with the shaming from other people and particularly myself. I think this is so interesting. Um, and I I, I gotta say, There is, there has been this element of shame, because we hear it in the office. Mm -hmm. Oh, somebody took Ozempic, as if it's cheating or whatnot. And I I think this is a really important thing to talk about. And the person we want to talk to about it is Dr. Terry Dubrow from Botched, who knows all about this drug, who deals with this professionally, And he is our friend and he's joining us again. Terry, uh, welcome back to TMZ Live.
5: It's great to see you guys. You know, I'm so happy to talk about this. I wish we had an hour because this is the biggest medical breakthrough in history. And it's about time that we stop this ozempic shaming. It's about time that celebrities who have lost all this weight, who formerly were cherubic or had troubles with weight loss, now they're suddenly thin and blaming it on hormones or menopause or working out really hard, it's about time that we all admit it's due to these miracle weight loss drugs. You have to understand guys, that 71% of this country is clinically obese and it's the number one risk factor for the top four causes of death, which are cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, cancer, and diabetes. And
1: Terry, it was also a huge factor in COVID deaths.
5: absolutely and finally it takes someone a gigantic celebrity i've been waiting for this to happen to admit that they've used these miracle weight loss drugs to lose weight you have to understand obesity is a disease would you ever shame someone for taking insulin for diabetes for taking a blood pressure medication for hypertension finally oprah has come out and admitted and by the way I think of all the wonderful things that Oprah has done in her career for health and wellness and mental well-being, this is going to be the most significant. She is going to save lives. The other important thing you need to understand is we need to have a dialogue about these miracle weight loss drugs because they are not without side effects. They are not without their dangers. And if we discuss, as we discover how to use them properly in the normal clinical setting, they'll be a lot safer. We Look, they've been around for years for diabetes, but they've just been recently approved for weight loss. And I can tell you, I'm sure she's on a medication called Monjaro, which is sort of the new double uh, drug approach to Ozempic. It's Ozempic and another drug, it's extraordinarily effective after using it. Studies have shown 21% weight loss with its use, and most people have minimal side effects like diarrhea and constipation. You guys got to understand you can't drink a lot of alcohol when you're on these, and you got to up your protein intake because you lose more lean muscle mass than you do on a normal diet. And you have to do resistance training. So finally, thank you, Oprah. In the immortal words of Lizzo, it's about damn time that someone's discussing these drugs.
2: All right, I, I did not expect you to quote Lizzo when we had this conversation. So, <laughs> Terry, how does it how does it work exactly? So this the the uh, dual drug you're talking about. How exactly is it that you're losing this weight? Because I think that makes a difference, people, and that's kind of why people have said it's cheating because maybe they don't understand exactly what's happening
5: in the body. It's not cheating, but what it is, these are gut hormones. Their primary clinical effect is they act as an appetite suppressant on the brain. But they do much more. Because when you look at people who are on these drugs who eat a certain number of calories and people who are not on these drugs and eat the same amount of calories, it seems you're losing weight faster when you take these drugs. So it's having effects on sugar metabolism, on insulin secretion. I'm convinced that it has something to do with the metabolic reactions in the body and it speeds them up in a very helpful way. So it's mainly an appetite suppressant, but you have to understand there are side effects. You have to be very careful how to use them. A lot of people, almost 30%, will have a low grade nausea as they're using them. And as opposed to diabetes, which you're basically on it for the rest of your life, you can safely go on and off these drugs, but you have to learn how to do it properly. So there needs to be, I mean, I wish we had an hour. I wish it, (laughs) by the way, thank you TMZ for putting these world-changing, health-changing issues on, 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 on news for people, because this, as important as stroke prevention was a couple months ago when I had my mini stroke, this is gonna save even more lives. So thank you, TMZ, really. And well, thank it's really well, Oprah. We shouldn't take
1: that. It's really Oprah. Well, but, but we're doing it because Oprah talked about I, it. I do have one thing I wanna say, and I, and I agree with you, good on Oprah for saying this, and especially for saying, I will not be shamed. But when she started losing this weight, after she, I think she had a knee replacement, Uh, She was talking about exercise, she was going hiking, she was going to eat healthier. And when you look at her statement, she didn't say she lost the weight with this drug. She said this is her maintenance program because she doesn't want to yo-yo. I think go a step further and say, yeah, use it for losing weight too because that's what works. And she didn't go that far. And I don't know, I mean, she intimated before She lost it with diet and exercise, but there should be no difference between maintenance and actually losing it, right? I
5: agree with you. Look, she didn't go that way before because she was embarrassed. There was a lot of Ozempic-type shaming. Uh, She didn't feel comfortable. And be honest, it's her private medical information. Does she really have to tell us exactly how she's doing things to her body? But at the end of the day, it's time we talk about this. It is here to stay. It truly is a miracle medical breakthrough. I'm just glad that she's doing it now because it's so impactful, it's so important. And if you can get this country to use these medications in a safe way and lose weight, you know, recent articles in the New England Journal of Medicine have been shown, it not only helps you with weight loss, it helps patients with congestive heart failure. It helps people with fatty infiltration causing liver disease. And it's actually helping people with significant kidney disease. So it's going above and beyond just the cosmetic effects of weight loss. So stop the ozempic shaming. Get on Manjaro. By the way, the new version of Monjaro just got fast-tracked approved by the FDA, which is unheard of. It's called ZepBound. It's about to come out, and it's purely for weight loss. So if you want to lose weight, if you need to lose weight, Go speak to your doctor and talk about getting on these drugs, because the best thing you can do for your longevity and to live as long as you possibly can is to not only exercise and eat right, but is to lose body fat. So this is critically important.
2: All right. I think the important thing you stress there is talk to your doctor about it. Make sure that you're using it properly. But uh, you're right. It is an incredible breakthrough. Happy uh, holidays, by the way. Happy holidays, thanks so much for being with us, Terry. Always great to see you. Thanks for having me.
5: And everybody, if you go on it, talk to your friends about it, celebrate it. This is a Christmas gift to all of us, or a Hanukkah <laughs> gift to me. So thank you for having me on, you guys. Excellent. Great to see really you Thanks,
1: yeah. Terry. Thanks, Terry.
5: Okay, we are gonna take a break. All right,
2: when we come back, gonna be joined by Shaq, or actually I should say shaq a This is an incredible event that he is doing today in Georgia. He's joining us from that event, where hundreds of kids are having their holiday dreams come true. Thanks to Shaq and his helpers, he's gonna be with us when we come back.
6: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news,
2: Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, Harvey had stepped aside for a second, but Mike, thanks for joining us. And for uh, me, actually, girls. it's appropriate that we have Mr. TMZ Sports here because we are about to talk to—I uh, was going to say Mike—I was going to say Shaq, but this time of year, it's Shaq not clause, Shaquille O'Neal or Shaq. It's Shaq of Claus. Exactly. And uh, he, for the twenty-second year, he is having his Shaq of clause events across the country. Um, and we are catching up with, this is an incredible thing he does every year. In fact, Mike, I think, think you were here last year when I, we I him. I was. I happened um,
6: to be filling in that day for Harvey. So uh,
2: Shaq is joining us, Shaq-a-Claus, joining us from Georgia, where he is uh, putting smiles on the faces of the boys and girls uh, with his annual event, shaq of claus Welcome back, man. Well, thank you, Charles and Michael Babcock. How are you, <laughs> fellas? Doing? We're good, man. So um, this is, I know you're doing, so you're in Georgia today, but you're doing these events for the Boys and Girl, Girls Clubs. Uh, where else? In Vegas, um, New York, where right. else?
4: Yep. Baton Rouge. Yeah, my, my dream is to do a 50-state Shaka Claus shaka I've always said if every big-time person just took care of their, their spot, that their right, thing, right. you know, the world would be a better place. Like, Charles, where are you from? New York. Okay, so like, if you did something in New York, and Michael—wait, wait, 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 was, wait! wait, wait.
6: You, did you just sign me up? <laughs> okay. Yeah,
4: Charles, Charles. Okay, thank well, you, Charles. No, no, I'm, I'm saying if, like, you know, on a, you know, certain day, twenty second, twenty third, you do something in New York. Michael Babcock looks like he's from Arkansas, so Arches, I Shaq I am from it's the, so Jersey. Just, it's the
6: Lumberjacks. Shaq, church. I am from Jersey, like you. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> my bad.
2: Guy. Okay, my bad.
6: <laughs> so, Shaq. Just tell folks, so how did the
2: event go in Georgia today? Uh, how many kids did you have out there? I know, listen, you know, uh, inflation is a big thing. Yeah. A lot of parents got to deal with that uh, this year, but
4: I'm guessing Shaka Claus is inflation, inflation. right? Yeah, we're, uh, we, we serve over 800 kids a day. And uh, when I go shopping, I go shopping. Yeah. So uh, bikes, <laughs> drones, remote control, computers, all that good stuff. You know, when I was... Uh, when I was with Toys R Us, they used to give me stats on on how many kids would wake up on Christmas and not receive any gifts. So five years ago, it was 15000000 million. I'm sure it's more now. And I know how that feels to wake up and not receive anything. So, you know, I, I just want to make sure, you know, these kids, uh, you know, have have something. So they were able to get five to ten yeah. toys each, and we still have leftover. That's my police call.
6: Shaq, this is the 22nd year that you've been doing this. This is obviously not something that's new either.
4: 22 years? Yes, yeah, so I, I wish I could take all the credit. I, all the credit goes to my mother, Dr. Lucille O'Neal. Uh, she was at an event one day, and you know, because it was Shaq's mom, it was supposed to be 500 kids, but like 2,000 kids showed up, and they told her you know, what they wanted for Christmas, and she came to the house and said, baby, I need to borrow some money, which she never does. And I was like, what's wrong? He's like, I got to buy some kids some toys. And I said, well, how many? She's like, 2,000. I said, you can't do that. <laughs> I'll take care of it. So went to the U-Haul, me, Uncle Jerome, D-Mac, Alex, Scoop. And we got about five U-Haul trucks. And we just cleaned Toys R Us out.
2: It's really Amazing. awesome, man. Listen, I, I know doing it as long as you've been doing it, you got to keep it fresh every year. And I'm looking at you and, you know, look, you got the hat. That looks in season. Yeah. But the beard, you got to grow out a little bit, man. You got to get the, I mean, if you're going to do the Shaka claws
4: thing, you got to grow that out a little bit. You know what's crazy? It's been like this since you guys sabotaged my uh, TMZ drive. Uh, I didn't even, but you know what? It was my fault. I didn't read the fine print. Harvey said I could drive. But when he sent the contract over, I didn't see you could only drive in the parking lot. So you guys right a little drive. But I haven't, I haven't touched it since then. It, it you know, just doesn't grow.
2: If anyone missed it, Shaq is referring to. He was here uh, as one of our hosts of the TMZ's Merry Elf uh, and Christmas. And go. we, um, well, we didn't, I want to say we didn't let him
4: drive the bus. He
2: opted to drive uh, our, the TMZ uh, no, tour we,
4: bus. We had a contract, but had <laughs> to Brent. I couldn't leave the parking lot.
2: You were great. It you looked great. Great, great driving. Thank you. So, listen, we got to ask you, before we get out of here, we got to ask you a little bit of NBA news Mm. because we had a huge debate here uh, in the newsroom about what happened with Giannis last night.
6: So Giannis scores 64 points. It's a a career high for him. It's a career high for the Bucs. Damian Lillard also hit a milestone. But you've got a guy in the Pacers, obviously, Shaq, who gets his first career points in an NBA game. They both want the ball. Who keeps the ball, Shaq? Is it the NBA superstar in, in Giannis?
4: Or the rookie? I think by the letter of the law, if you're playing at home, you should get the ball if something, you know, spectacular happens. I understand both circumstances, but you know, uh I think Giannis had the right to be upset. Hey, we're in Milwaukee. I just made history. I want the ball.
6: Shaq, can I ask you about Draymond real quick? Yeah. Draymond now indefinitely suspended. How long should he have to sit out, Shaq? I've seen some people are saying that he should essentially uh you know, miss like fifty plus games.
4: Well, it's not my job to say how long he should sit out. I th- I think when he made the mistake, like I don't think he said to himself, "I'm a this guy." Right. I think he definitely was trying to sell the call. I think the mistake he made is he had his arms out extended. So when you when you know somebody's close to you and your arms are extended, you're definitely gonna make contact. But I don't think Draymond said, "Hey, I'm a this guy," just because he's balling my jersey. It's a flop gone wrong. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's what I think it is.
2: All right. Well, uh, listen, Shaka Claus, we always appreciate you uh, stopping by. Yeah, and um, this is an incredible event that you do, 22 yeah. years running. Uh, congratulations to you, man. And um, I know there are a lot of kids, thousands of kids yeah. across this country are going to be really happy this season because of you and, uh, and
4: all, the, all the efforts for you and your sponsors. Amazing. Thank you. Can I say one last thing to Michael Babcock? Oh, no. What, Shaq? Take that ugly red lumberjack <laughs> up jacket <laughs> up and burn it.
6: Don't ever wear it again, Shaq. Shaq, I took the tag off of this shirt this morning. This uh, morning, a, oh, is Wait, it? Wait, that's a brand new shirt? shirt. I just got no. this. I got it on Saturday.
4: Take so it up. Every time I see you with that shirt, I want to do this right here. I don't even want to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Merry Christmas, guys.
2: Hey,
6: Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas Shaq. Shaq. Right, <laughs> you, apologize
2: for my fashion. Or lack thereof. Let's I
6: didn't expect <laughs> to be up here today.
2: <laughs> all right, bye, Shaq. Right.
6: Um, he's he's got a point, Mike. Oh I mean, man, I mean, he, he always got a point. always takes a shot at me. Shaq does. All right, I and know you're not taking though. it off though. No, I'm uh, not. All Cause, right. cause all I because I'm only got is a v- <laughs> You don't want me to take it off either. Trust Le- me, leave it on.
2: Taylor Swift is now 34 and probably exhausted <laughs> after the night out she had. In New York City. Now, her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, was not there, but didn't slow down the party. Everybody else was there. Everyone. She had quite the squad with her um, for a dinner. Oh, she had the the paps singing uh, happy birthday to her. the paparazzi singing
1: to her. That's hysterical.
2: But yes, her, her... her best pals were there. There's Blake Lively, right? Uh huh. Yeah, she
9: went out to dinner with Blake Lively, and then I guess they went out to a club, and there was a ton of other people there, and including Gigi Hadid, Zoe Kravitz, a lot of others. But I just want to quickly hit on the fact that Travis Kelsey could not have been there, even if he wanted to. There were a lot of people. All right, we'll get morning. to we'll get to that
2: in a moment. But I gotta, we got to talk about where they went. Um, oh yeah. After the dinner party, they went to they went a, to a, a very place. interesting place. Yes, it's called the Box. I guess she got a lot of visuals, got an eyeful. It is a... Um, it's kind of like a sex club. Kind of not, like,
1: not, not for the patrons, correct. but there are performers on stage. Or are
2: doing a lot of sexual things that uh, that you watch. It's, I guess, the closest thing they have in New York to the shows you might see in, in the Netherlands. Am- like in I was Amsterdam. Thinking Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. A little uh, risque night out for Taylor, which people of- don't kind of think of her as... Being that way, but hey, it's her birthday. She can do whatever the hell she wants. Okay, now, Travis. Now, we can get to the fact that Travis wasn't there, and there are some people who think that this was, you know, he should be there for her there if they're that tight, and why wouldn't he be there for her birthday? So, now, Jacob, as I said,
1: explain uh, the reason. He has a job. Okay,
9: thank you. So, so I just want to say that anyone who thinks that Travis Scott should have been there is out of their mind. Travis Kelsey. Kelsey.
1: Kelsey. Anyone
9: who thinks that Travis Kelsey should have been there is out of their mind. Travis Kelsey is playing the New England Patriots on Sunday. His team has lost two games in a row. And if he were to show up at Taylor Swift's birthday party in the middle of a practice week, all of his turn- t- teammates would've been turned against him. Teammates the media would've been going after him. Yeah. It, he, his hands were completely tied. And by the way, they also were hanging out after his game this past Sunday, so they had an early celebration, too.
1: You know what would be worse for the Chiefs though, Jacob? Seriously, what would be worse for the Chiefs is if Travis Scott were the tie <laughs> is what I'm thinking. That would be much you know worse what I'm if saying? Travis Scott were the tie-in. That would be an
9: interesting game to watch, <laughs> yeah. Travis Scott winning for tie
1: uh, coming across the middle. Anyway, right? <laughs> happy birthday, <Yes>. Taylor Swift.
2: <laughs> Ryan Wood from the DMV. Artist Ryan Wood on X. And I gotta say, um, that party—it looks like I would have loved to been there. Uh, you know, the box is really, uh, it's really dark, so that all-black setup is uh, really nice for her. You know, she's a charm. Wait,
1: wait, are, are, what, what city are you in?
2: I'm in uh, Northern Virginia, so Chantilly. I'm a Commanders fan. The
1: DMV. Our season's over. Oh, right, right. right. Okay. For over. some reason, you seem to know about the box. We wanted to get more details, but. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> okay, we're gonna. I'll, I'll report back to you. <laughs> we are gonna move on. Yes,
2: uh, moving on now to uh, Las Vegas, where there was a, a huge big party. Findig. The only party probably bigger than Taylor Swift's last night, uh, where the Fountain Blue Hotel is now opened in Las Vegas, longtime landmark hotel in Miami, and now they've got one in Vegas, and they. Blew it out. Oh, it was you for guys, this opening. Unbelievable. This
0: was the event of the year. Every A-list celebrity was there. From Tom Brady, Kim Kardashian, Kendall Jenner. Paul Anka, Paul Anka, share. Paul Anka, Anka, share. I mean, it was insane. Look at this
2: craps table. I'm sorry. That's You've got a Justin crazy Timberlake table. standing next to Tom, Tom Brady, Brady
1: throwing the dice. Paul Anka, share. I mean, that's just. Unreal,
0: guys. Yeah, so this specific moment was when uh, Tom Brady actually, actually did the ceremonial dice toss in front of everybody. But you're right. Look at all the celebrities at that table. And Paul is
1: front and center. I love that. I love that.
0: He was kind of a big deal last night because he performed, but I will say he (laughs) kind of got upstaged a little bit by another performance. I
2: wouldn't say he he was upstaged. I wouldn't say that at
1: all. I like what they did there. They have someone, they they did generations, right? Well, Well, that's also somebody who's who's performed in Vegas, performed at the Fountain Blue before, and now you got new people, too. Right.
0: Yeah, Justin Timberlake performed in Vegas, which was a really big deal because this is his first performance since Britney's book came out earlier this year. The woman and me, she had, you know, said a lot of things about him. People thought, is he canceled? Well, clearly not. Everybody was watching his performance, singing along. Kim Kardashian posted a video of his performance. He totally shut down the house. And you know who was by his side the whole night? His wife, Jessica Biel. <laughs> they were putting on a united front, even went to Live Nightclub together right after, which is also at the resort.
1: You know, we got this video, which is really kind of funny. When Justin was performing, you have to take a look because it's kind of dark there. Bill Gates is there with his fiance, and he is getting down uh, with <laughs> Justin Timberlake. No, he really is. I know, I, I know. I, I just mean, would never thought I would see this. He was Bill Gates feeling the music.
5: Brandon from Kansas City. Uh, as someone who goes to Vegas a lot and has friends who are out there, they were actually at that event and said it's a beautiful facility. Says so it's definitely going to make other um, properties there on the strip have to step their game up. As far as Justin Timberlake goes, um, eventually he's going to have to speak on the book Uh, I I know it may seem like a small thing, no pun intended um, for him, you know, not to really touch it now, but eventually he's going to have to go back out in public, go back out to promote something, go back out to sell something. And these questions will arise because until then. People are still going to give him the side eye. They're still going to bring up the story about Britney's book. He didn't do anything wrong. Point, I, I it, He didn't do but to
2: anything wrong. I get it, He didn't do anything wrong. And that's, what, that's, and and that's Britney. what he can say. Britney
1: that, didn't even accuse him of doing anything wrong. Uh, she said I, it, I know I, you say I'm that. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again because it's just not fair. She got pregnant. He was the person who got her pregnant. He said, I don't think, I don't think we should carry this baby to term. She has said, "Well, that's not kind of the way I've been brought up." And then they had a discussion. He didn't badger her. They had a discussion. She
2: also wrote in Harvey. She also wrote in the book, "If Justin
1: wanted to have the baby, I would have had the baby." So that is putting it on him. She said, "If it weren't Justin, she, you can't." You can't say it's. I'm disassociating myself I'm not, from the I'm decision. I'm not blaming him. I'm just telling you what she wrote and why but she didn't some even Britney blame fans it. are upset about I, it. I know, but it's ridiculous because the two of them made this decision. It wasn't just Justin, and he didn't badger her. According to her, he didn't badger her. So I just think it's unfair. Anyway, I'm sorry for going off. Uh, let's take a break. <laughs> Do you want to hear Sydney Sweeney
2: scream bloody murder? Uh, sure. Your luck. Uh, because something that happened on the set of her uh, romantic comedy, Anyone But You, uh, they were shooting this down in Australia, uh, she and Glenn Powell, and there's a scene where she's supposed to pretend that she's being bitten by a huntsman spider. Have you seen the videos of these down in Australia? They are terrifying to look at. So she's got one on her wrist, and again, she's supposed to act like it bit her. She says it actually did bite her, and this is what happened.
1: Yeah, wow, Glenn Powell to the rescue. Yeah, Glenn Powell was all over it. But you gotta say, Glenn was probably thinking that she was supposed to act like it's biting But well, then she her. said, no, he's really biting me. So then you could yeah, tell that it, it actually happened. He's
6: like, she's really overacting in this romantic comedy. And also,
1: you didn't hear the director yell cut, so Glenn can't
2: jump in. He's gotta, listen, until the director says cut, he's gotta act you like can't do real.
1: That's ridiculous you say Those that. are the rules on the You set. see somebody falling off a cliff, you're not, you can't help him. Until you don't know that. if that's a stunt oh or something, and the director's got something worked out. He said, <laughs> he's really biting me. What else do you need to know? <laughs> oh my God.
4: Hi, my name's Zach Ross, calling from Porterville,
2: California. And it's ironic, cause they said it was a trained spider and she really had me fooled.
9: I mean, I thought she was acting as well. But you know, I guess that really kind of sets things up for that upcoming movie. Um, I guess she's Madame Spider, right? So you know, maybe
2: it's just things manifesting itself. Oh, so this Spider helped. Oh, her, the spider was auditioning her get
1: the right. The spider was like, "Come That's on, ex- I heard you. I heard you got this role. You got to give me." That's exactly <laughs> it. So I'm method acting here. Ouch. Okay, it is that time of the week. Folks. Yes, your
7: favorite time of the week, Tim is here with his reject. All right, so imagine your steering wheel falls off your car and you need to get somewhere. You need to get creative here. So the, I wouldn't recommend this, but I this guy. I saw this on the Flintstones once. Uh, yeah, what so the? this is real life Flintstones. An iron? So he put an iron on the steering wheel and it's uh, fully effective. That doesn't effective. work. No, but uh, I- you see him driving, he is going slow, trying to maybe test it out. I wouldn't recommend again, but it does work. You just hook it onto the, the mount where the steering wheel fell off and uh, there you go. If
2: your steering wheel falls off, aren't you having some other Issues, like
7: I mean, it, if you think about it, the steering Charles, wheel is just mounted Charles, on. let's it's move just, on.
1: Really, this is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, Next. so
7: Charles, uh, when you go skiing, have you ever skied on treetops before?
1: Not on, not intentionally. <laughs> not
7: intentionally. Well, th- this is actually pretty cool. So this guy, he's got the parachute on. He's uh, skimming across the very uh, tip-tops the? of the trees. And you can see the snow kind oh, he's, of... Uh, oh, my yeah. gosh. These so Red Bull guys, man. What yeah, the? I mean, they're, they're so good. Uh, very, very uh, cool there, so... I mean that could very easily go. boy this okay. Makes, it can, I don't, yeah, I'm yeah. never gonna do that Well, I mean maybe next time you no. the slopes try that out. No, nope, never. Aye, aye. okay one more <laughs> All right, probably another thing you guys won't try out uh, ever oh, now so, he's uh, shaming us <laughs> uh, this guy's on a bicycle He's at a little He's going around <laughs> the bowl there and yeah. then as he comes around He's gonna That's try fine. to do a flip of course and land well he does Wow! Land. luckily, wow. Uh, I think he was trying to land. What do you mean, luckily? With... He was doing that no, on purpose. I think he was trying to land with the bike, and it just didn't clear. You and think? Then, but either way, I mean, it's pretty cool. He landed, everything's good,
1: so. Can I just say, Robert Watkins is a fabulous surgeon, so I just want him to know, <laughs> know that just in case, okay? Uh, Tim, thank you. All right, see ya. <laughs> oh, man. Good haircut, by the way. Yeah, a good haircut, hard. Tim. All right. All right. Okay.
2: Things are getting very interesting down in Turks and Caicos. Uh, we told, showed you that Drake was down there, uh, goes frequently, but now he has some company. Wait,
1: wait, 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 he was down there for that bartender.
2: He was, but I guess Flocka is last week's news because Camila Cabello is on the scene and they were hanging out, having I, some drinks, I hopped on some jet skis. I never would have guessed that. Now... I,
1: Look, it could be coincidence that no. she is there. If they're jet skiing together, there's something going on. Well, they weren't on the same jet ski. No, I know. Well, I nobody mean, should be in the same jet ski. What do you mean? Uh, it's, I, it's, so it's They're built la- for. It's lame. You can put more it's than one person on there. It's just lame. What are you talking about? It's just. there's. It, 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 it's uncomfortable. It's lame. Uncomfortable it's for who? Trying too hard Gosh. to be a couple. It's is a human contact that upsetting for you? <laughs>
8: Pierre from Denver. Um, so the footage definitely gives off flirty vibes, and honestly, she does seem like his type. Um, I know they're both
0: water signs. Drake is a Scorpio, and I read somewhere oh. that she's a Pisces. Uh-huh. So
6: they they're probably pretty pretty compatible. But I
2: Scorpio can't is a water we'll
1: sign. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. You know what else so does make says, sense? Do You know what else doesn't make sense to me? I mean astrology. Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> That's a water sign. I get that. <laughs> Anyway, I'm really
2: serious. We don't know if okay. they're actually dating, but uh, there you go. That's okay. Quite the uh, what else do you guys want to
8: talk about? Hi, Gina, Tampa, Florida. I'm talking about the Kim and Croy situation. I just hate the situation because now you got your kids involved where the kids are calling the police. And then once the kids are involved, it's like somebody's got to do something to make some type of change, you know, so they're not in that type of environment because that type of environment is really toxic. Yeah,
1: no, divorce may be the best answer. It's always sad, but anywho, uh, one more. Hi, I'm Che, I'm from Oakland, California. And about Madonna, I mean, I can't imagine waiting
2: two and a half hours for somebody to come out. I mean, personally, I don't really care who it is, but hopefully the fans come out, the fans felt fulfilled and satisfied after the performance. Hopefully it was okay. But I like my artists to start on time, that's just me. The legend of In N Out Burgers, it is growing across the country. I think this is what happens when you're only in one state for a long time, but they just opened in Idaho. First restaurant opening in Idaho. This is in a suburb of Boise. But there were people who camped out overnight. Look, look at this. For the opening. There were people who waited in line for eight hours. Eight hours. Eight hours I for don't. a burger understand. Uh, Here's the problem with this. I think they're right, the whole state did Look at the line
1: there, this is insanity. We saw this by the way, three years ago when they opened in Colorado for the first time. But here's the problem with it. in and out is great, but there is no hamburger it's in the world. It's still a burger. It's yeah. still a and burger. And you're gonna wait in line. How are you gonna say, oh, it was worth it? Nobody's gonna not- say that. You're waiting in line for eight hours. You took a day off from work just to get a burger. We could go on and on about this. We should've <laughs> led with this, but unfortunately the show is over. We'll see you tomorrow.